Hello, welcome to some Derps Talk About Games. I'm your co-host, Mango. And I am your co-host, Buddy. And today we're going to talk a little bit about LPs and streaming, but before we do that, Buddy, why don't you tell the folks at home what it is we do on this podcast. On this podcast, we like to talk about games. Today, we'll be talking a lot about money and laws, I guess. <laughs> you know, I, I, um, I, I, I think kind of as like a, a kind of just in the interest of keeping to our sphere of influence, I think I don't... I think we should avoid like the purely legal aspects because neither of us are lawyers, and I know, for, I know for a fact that Robot Congress is recording an episode on it, oh, um, and they will probably be a better source than us. And I will link to them if that I saw on on, on Ryan Morrison's Twitter um, that he, they are recording an episode on it, so I will link to it if it's out by the time. Because I'm sure they'll do a better job on the law than we could ever do. Speaking of Ryan Morrison's Twitter, all of this comes from one single tweet that I sent to Mango when I was. Reading, I don't even remember how. I don't even follow Ryan Morris on Twitter, though I should. Barry probably retweeted is, him. Yeah, that must have happened. Um, the tweet itself says uh, a couple of quick sentences. Fan games are infringement. Uh, streaming is not fair use. Let's plays aren't okay either. And I have some bad news about Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh, the greater context for this is, and I'm sure this is why this tweet came out, is very recently um, Persona 5 came out, very highly anticipated game, um, a game that a lot of streamers and Let's Players, um, particularly some of the Let's Players I, I like watching, were planning on doing Let's Plays of the game. And then Atlas sent out a notice saying... Um, essentially limiting guidelines on limiting on how it could be streamed or let's played. You couldn't include any major spoilers. Any content had to, each video had to be less than 90 minutes a piece and you couldn't stream any content that occurred after a date in game with a notice at the bottom saying in no uncertain terms that they will be, that, that you will receive a copyright strike against your channel on Twitch or YouTube. If you stream any content past that date, with kind of the um, apology, uh, it almost sounded like an apology, at least from from the notice when I read it, that this was coming down from Atlas Japan and Atlas USA didn't really have a a say in it, but with the excuse that they didn't that this is a a large single player content game and they didn't want to ruin the uh, the experience for anyone with spoilers. Now, um, on at first blush, I think that our, like I think we don't want to spoil uh, anybody to be spoiled on it. I think that's all kind of bullshit. Um, I think it's, but I, I don't, I don't, I think there are valid reasons for them not wanting to share the content. I think that's namely going to be um, essentially a game that is mostly story that is streamed provides less incentive to buy the game. And so it's viewed as, as lost sales. So you sales. think they're just, yeah, you think they're just doing it for sales. Yeah. I mean, and I don't blame them. Like, I don't. I'm not. I'm not blame. I'm not. That's not meant to be judgmental. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I um, just. Uh, yeah. I. I don't think they're necessary. I don't think that argument is necessarily correct either. But I don't think it's to avoid spoilers, because um, that's something that like it's not like anybody's going to be like, you know, like be surprised that their Persona Five Let's Play has spoilers in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's. I. I. I think that anybody going into it knows that that's going to happen. Um. I also think that um, I also think that this is a, a very Japanese thing. Um, I don't I don't think that the the Japanese side uh, the Japanese industry understands the let's play and streaming culture as much um, as evidenced by um, Nintendo's policies on on let's play. I was just about to say Nintendo are uh, as a company views let's plays quite harshly, which is funny, you know, because. 
this problem is a problem that we've seen like this kind of like discussion is something we've seen before but uh, uh, I, I just didn't see the same kind of outcry when it was like Nintendo like people weren't talking about it in the same way so 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 I think one I think people get so I think Nintendo doesn't actually strike the videos I think they just claim them and take all monetization from them yeah that is what they do which is in some ways I think more scummy than like just telling you to take <laughs> down the video right but in other ways consumers like if you want to go watch let's play and the person's like I don't care about not making money I'm just gonna put this up here anyway um, then the content's still viewable um so I think it, it ga gathers less things it's also kind of like I don't uh, not to my knowledge I don't think Nintendo's ever put out like a written statement about this um I think they just kind of have like, like people know that that's the case because it's been cop like that's what happens to people that put up Nintendo content but I don't think Nintendo ever has put out a notice like Atlas has um and also, so this notice is actually super interesting to me because I'm actually super surprised that things like this haven't happened before. And I would be unsurprised if this happens, uh, similar things happen moving forward, um, assuming that they don't buckle under the public outcry. Because there's, there's been a large outcry, at least among people kind of in the spheres that, uh, that, that would know about this. Um, because the way that this is positioned is kind of like you can show some things. Um, but not everything is kind of like a perfect, I want to call it like a perfect storm of like, or not a per, like it's, it's kind of a best of both worlds from the publisher perspective or the, the game dev perspective. Um, um, cause like there's the argument of course that let's plays and, uh, and streams act as advertisement for the game. Um, and then the counter argument is of course, well, if you can watch the whole game, then there's no need for you to ever. Uh, there's no need for you to purchase the game and it's a lost sale. Um, and this lets you get both of those things, right? Like you don't, you can't see the whole game. So if you want to see the whole thing, you have to go, go buy and play the game yourself. But if you want to, uh, but you do get the aspect of like, oh, this game is great and I'll show you some amount of it. I just can't show you the whole thing. So I'm, I, I actually kind of expect this to be um, something that, 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 that other companies follow suit with in the future. I also agree to a certain extent. Uh, I also think that it'll come, um, like, I think Western companies are going to get uh, a little bit more on board with with pulling videos to for certain, for certain aspects, and maybe for certain creators. Um, like, for instance, I, I could definitely see something um, kind of related to the way that Blizzard approached the... Um, the whole instance with Nostalrius, which was their private server, I could see an instance where they take a cue from that essentially, and kind of um, and kind of work to protect their IP when it gets like very, very heavily infringed upon in in a in a number of ways, right? Like, there's a big difference between like a let's play, but or the, like a, like a let's play and a um, uh, and, a, and a server like that, like a private server. Um, but I think that first comment that Ryan Morrison is making, you know, where it's like, you know, fan games and things like that, um, I think that's the kind of first... That, that, that'll be, that'll be like, the beaches uh, that the first strike will come from if... if uh, I don't know. I, see, hmm, 
I think Western I think Western developers are already on board with LPs. Um and I think at least at least especially smaller developers, I think a lot of them see it as essentially free advertisement, which in a lot of cases it is, right? Like it's yeah. beneficial for the smaller company because their game that people haven't heard a lot of gets exposed. It's it's great for the YouTuber because um it's it's you know, it's advertising revenue. Um and also uh, you know, a lot of, I think, like, something like, say, Binding of Isaac, right? Like, that game isn't built around its story. And I, th- I think kind of this can lead into, I know you had mentioned before the cast talking about, like, the difference between this and, like, how Riot handles this. Um, I think games that are either multiplayer or they're they're kind of, like, you know, like, roguelikes are like this. Games that are built more around their sport and their mechanics, I think, don't have as much to worry about um, with streaming and LPs because people, the, the, kind of the, part of the draw to the, like, the main draw to those games are the mechanics, and you can't get that through a stream um, or an LP with some kind of very notable exceptions like Twitch plays Pokemon, but that's all kind of gimmicky anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Yeah, I guess that is uh, that is relatively fair. I definitely think, you know, like, I think Riot knows that they got carried a lot on the backs of uh, the game's popularity on Twitch. You know, like, I don't think League is as powerful a force in, a, in in the market if Riot uh, is cracking down on kind of streamers and content creators for their game. But I also think that they have, you know, they just have fundamentally less to lose than, you know, perso- than, than the guys who are making Persona, right? Uh, or like, I you know, I think the best example of this might be like the Telltale uh, guys. If I were them, I would be really, really like hounding uh, because those games are so cinematic yeah. in the first place and they're so... Uh, story focus. Yeah, there's there's literally nothing else. That, you know, yeah, I mean, I feel like I could just watch, like, a whole Let's Play of it and then never need to touch one. Um, uh, unless unless you want to make different decisions, but that's kind of like... Yeah. Um, you, can, you can probably look up a different LP with the different decisions if... You want to do that. although that, that's that's interesting. Of course, this is this is purely anecdotal, but I watched an LP of um, Walking Dead <laughs> season one, mm-hmm. um, and then I went out and bought that game. I never played it. Um, I bought it intending to play. I didn't buy it because I was like, oh, I should buy this game since I've watched it through. I bought it and I never ended up playing it. But um, I don't think I would have ever even thought about that game if uh, if if uh, if I hadn't watched the LP. Um, and I, I think this is kind of where you get into the, 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 this, this zone of like, you know, how much benefit does it provide versus how much, versus how much harm, um, and should, and, you know, do, do we think that publishers should be taking a risk on this? Um, cause it does generate like a lot of ill and goodwill, right? Like, um, like people are very angry at Atlas, um, and Devolver Digital, I, b- I believe it was yesterday, put out a notice saying essentially stream whatever the fuck you want. Go for it. We love it. Um, and, you know, that that obviously carries a lot of positive favor in their direction. Um, and so I, I think there's kind of like a very open question there as, as to, you know, is, is it is it worth that they are uh, prob- very certainly within their legal rights to um, demand streamers do whatever or or let's players not cover their games or whatever. But is it is it is it? worth the kind of PR shitstorm that, that, that happens as a result. I don't know if it is, to be honest. I really have no, uh, 
Um, I, I think I think it is definitely a trade-off, and I bet that, that the answer to that question isn't something that you and I could really, you or I could really get a guess at here. Um, I, you know, and I also think that um, to a certain extent, uh, uh, I could see a publisher make like a like a case by case basis, you know, like I bet, I bet a big guy like EA or Activision, right? Like I bet EA is looking much more closely, uh, at a mass effect content, you know, like at mass effect content than they are at looking at, you know, battlefield content. Um, hell, you know, you know what I'm super surprised hasn't happened yet. Mm. Like uh, essentially a, like e like somebody like EA or a valve contacting let's players and being like, we'll split the 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 revenue with this, with you for this, or you know, whatever, whatever, and we'll allow you to sh to stream the game or something like that, right? Or see, um, to be honest with you, that's what if I were okay. So I didn't really plan on getting into this as early, but if I were if I were a publisher, that's what I would do. Is I would offer a license. I would offer like let's let's play licenses. You have to like, you know. So this is something that um, the reason that I thought of this is this is something that films. Uh, and film studios have to do like all of the films that are in your library at your school were bought with a special license uh, to display to a classroom because if you bring in your VHS tape from home you're technically uh, not you're, you're technically not allowed to like show that to everybody because that's for like your home video it's not for a big classroom of 20 people right like you know my my pool did this um like the pool in my hometown would do this where they would put up a big projection screen and they would project some movie um onto it and they would have to pay you know they would have to go and they would get a special you know it's the same movie right but they would have to get a special version of it in order to play it for kind of that many people and that to me seems like the right kind of an answer when it comes to uh let's plays or when it comes to streaming right like you know i'm a streamer i'm a let's player and instead of paying 60 dollars for the game i pay 400 dollars or whatever it is to get like a like a licensing oh so that huh, that's interesting that huh. Do you see what i'm saying yeah, so I I think the specific economics of that probably would have to be a little different. I I think that like if you were charging four hundred dollars a pop, it would probably be untenable for a lot of people, especially like new and up and coming people. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I think I mean, you'd want to do true. more of like an ad an ad share thing, but um, but that, that, that's that's a question of implementation details, um, rather than a question of of of, of the core idea. You know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what would be more valuable uh, for uh, for for a company. I feel as though an ad share is a little too in in uh, intensive for what this kind of agreement wants to look like. To me, this this kind of agreement wants to look like a like a like okay, cool. Well, if you're gonna make money off of our thing, right? You know, just like slap me a big check up front, and you can have a license in order to do that. Yeah, no, no, that, that that makes sense. I I also th I I think part of part of implement, implementing this is also kind of navigating the 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 kind of minefield that is the fact like you know if you know this were like I don't know two thousand five and somebody at EA were like have you heard about these new and up and coming LPs we better get on top of this um maybe that makes sense then but I think now since they they've been around for so long like I feel like. If if somebody like EA or or um, 
you know, any Blizzard, any of the big companies were just like, no, you can't stream or LP any of this. The, the backlash would be enormous. And this would be like, you know, you have to pay $400 a copy for this. There would be a lot of backlash, not just from 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 streamers, but from the people who watch it, watch the content, right? Like, um, I think you'd pro. Hmm. What do I think about this? I think I think it could like I think that model could work. In fact, I'm I'm already imagining Patreons going up, being like, you know, we hit four hundred dollars, I could buy the, the 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 license for for Mass Effect. We could go watch that. Thanks everybody for your Patreon bucks. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, at the same time, actually, so now that I'm even thinking about it a little bit more, the model that you're talking about, like the ad share model. Yeah. That even makes some sense. If you think about it as like, let's players as an alternate distributor for games. Right. This oh, is what, like on Twitch? Is, well, no, I mean, in the sense of, okay, right, like, in the sense of, this is what, like, for, so, my, my, my kind of, is that it looks a little bit like a movie studio, almost, right? Like, movies give th theater chains their their movies to screen, and then they take, and then they take a cut of the tickets, every ticket that gets sold, right? Yeah. That would be a lot like that would be a lot like an ad share kind of a thing. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. man. That's uh... well, this is this is like like I said with Twitch. I th this is a relatively new feature, but you can buy games through like Amazon's marketplace. Mm -hmm. Like you're watching somebody stream a game. There's like a buy this oh, game shit. button on on Twitch now, um, and I think the streamer gets a cut of that. There, there's you know there, there's an ethical question there as to like you know does this encourage streamers to be less critical of games that they're streaming. Um, uh, because they want to, they want to move copies, but, um, you know, I, I see, I could see it working in, in, in that way. Um, this is actually interesting too, cause like the moment and the moment the, the, the publisher enters the equation as kind of a financial force, um, you kind of, you, you enter this kind of ethical quandary where like, you know, somebody's like, oh, well, uh, you, you know, you're only saying you enjoy this game because you know you're you're you you're in it with the publisher or whatever yeah i uh, mean that is a really hardcore uh yeah. you know ethical question especially because like if you think about it right like i mean i keep making these comparisons to the movie industry but they're they're very apt um if you think about it like it's not like a movie reviewer goes to the movie with you and sits down and talks to you about the movie and then gets a cut of your ticket you know what I mean? Of like your tickets, like cash. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he gets to go see the movie for free, but that's kind of the end of the equation. Yeah. He goes to see the movie, he puts out a review. You know, that's, that's, you know, the, the best you can kind of get with that is saying that like they're part of the marketing engine for these movies. And that's, you know, that's true, right? Like part of the reason that fanboy uh, kind of topics in, in movies, right? Like comic books, like nerdy properties or whatever is because of that feedback loop between movie studios, the press and the movies that, you know, are being worked on or covered, right? Like that there's a site, there's a huge, there's a huge cycle that goes into that goes into these things um and uh i wonder uh i wonder because the relationships that we're talking about are more 
they're just more severe when it comes to video games, right? Like me, me, you know, me showing uh, my my educational copy of the right stuff or whatever to my history, you know, my U.S. history class is a pretty different interaction than me streaming a let's play and trying to make money off of it, right? I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I have a weird, I also have a weird sense of ethics when it comes to that kind of thing, because it's also like in what the, eth to me, the ethics there come from, comes more from disclosure than from yeah. being honest or dishonest about, about things, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, especially because let's players in general are not providing reviews, right? Like they're, they're just kind of yeah. like presenting the content is, and actually the more I think about the, this is also kind of like. A lot of ways, this could be a way for people who make bad games to make some more money out of their game. Like, there have been less plays that I have watched that have been sold solely on the premise that the game they are playing is bad. Um, mm -hmm. And that it's entertaining to watch people play a terrible game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and no one's, no one's buying those games for the quality, obviously, or... Um, right. Uh, but you know you might be able you might be able to make some money off of uh, off of the kind of Schadenfreude that uh, that goes with those those LPs. Um. Yeah, I mean, and I also think that uh, uh, I also think you know so I you know I watch like a lot of content creators, uh, especially a lot of content creators that do content about movies or television and everything. And I think that there is a big difference between what I would think of as somebody who kind of comments on games and somebody who kind of comments on those properties because the like the content ID gods are much, much less forgiving when it comes to a movie, right? Uh, the rule of thumb for this kind of thing is, yeah, you can show a clip, but if your clip goes for more than 30 seconds, it's going to get automatically content ID'd and you're going to get a strike on YouTube and you're going to have to work really hard to get that off, right? So that these kinds of constraints force people to make more kind of cut up, cut up content. And the more and more they're doing that, the more and more they're filling in that space with their own uh, kind of uh, commentary and they're moving things around and they're switching it up, the more they get into a fair use territory for the videos that they're making, right? Games seem to run on the on the opposite principle, right? The, the, the prime example of this is a guy like Total Biscuit, right? Total Biscuit sits down and he will just talk over, over non-cutting gameplay footage for an hour if he wants to, right? Sometimes that has nothing to do with, with whatever he's talking about. Like, we're only vaguely related, right? Like, he had he had a a, a comment a while, or he, he had a video that I watched recently that was him talking about um, Valve and how they're dealing with green light and asset flip type games. And mm -hmm. he literally on the screen, he was like, this is nothing. It's just some, like, footage from some crappy game. Um, so like literally some trash game that I'm putting up here as kind of an example. Um, you don't have to watch the screen, but if you want to, there's something there, right? Like, um, oh boy. Welcome back. Uh, we just had a technical difficulty, um, a disconnect. Um, uh, so as I was saying, um, total bit like, like you said, we were saying Total Biscuit just rants over videos that have nothing to do, sometimes even illustrative of the problems of, of with, uh, of, of the, 
of the things he's talking about, right? He, he talks a lot about problems in industry. It'll show a game that is part of that problem, kind of in essence talking negatively about it. So I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I, um, did you have any deeper thoughts on on that? I, I see. I actually think that this that kind of behavior from Total Biscuit is fairly common among other uh, YouTubers that I have watched before. In fact, I it's funny because I see this kind of thing in certain YouTubers who. People like you know, Trin Immortal had his Chill Immortal series. Quill eighteen has to address this sometimes because he does edit his he does edit his stuff up a little bit, you know, and he'll cut he'll cut things and splice things uh, to get in, you know, there. And people always want to know what's in that spliced cut territory, which is which is so hilarious to me because you know no one ever asked that of other kinds of content creators. Um, and I think and you know so for instance, I would say that somebody like. Magikarp use fly. Somebody like Trin Immortal. Those are really the big two that I would say are they are they are let's players. They are content creators that I am very comfortable saying right. These guys are fair use right. This is transformative. They're not. They're not. Uh, even you know even if these were kind of story based games. Um, like for instance, Dark Souls. When when Turin Immortal was streaming Dark Souls, um, uh, they it wasn't about it wasn't about walking through the story with him step by step. There were so many cuts and edits and everything that was going into that that to me that was pretty transformative and you know like that really it was it was a it was a really new product on the other end of it. Um, but the kind of uncut nature that is expected of the culture of let's plays in a lot of ways that to me is where you lose this kind of fair use argument i agree a lot when um uh when when uh ryan morrison says let's plays aren't fair use right streaming isn't isn't fair use uh, because I think that the kind of end-to-end, -end, no breaks, no cuts, no moving things around uh, is is a detriment to it. And in a way, I'm actually interested to see, like, I wonder what a, a Total Biscuit video looks like where he is kind of forced to make those editing changes, right? Is he a little bit less, less ranty? Does he write scripts for himself rather than kind of talking off the top of his head? I don't know, right? Like... It's a, it's a very different I mean, environment. I, I think we have the answer to that is that they just rant over a blank screen. Like that that's that's already a format on YouTube is essentially it's, it's a podcast with a static background. That's fair. Um, that is that, super that fair. or he looks at the camera and and does it with his face instead of with gameplay footage. I don't I don't think I don't think for like I think Total Biscuit is relatively um, kind of unique, or maybe he's not unique because I've seen other YouTubers do it, but like that's also, I think Tolbiski is a different style, right? Like he's also not like a let's player. He talks about issues and uses game footage as visual fodder. Um, um, what I think with pure let's players, like say Super Best Friends, who, who are the people that I watch um, the most, um, that's the thing I think that gets hit hardest by these types of regulations. Um, like, I think under, like, the Atlas guidelines, Trinimortal could do one of his style videos for Persona 5. In fact, I'm I would be surprised if he didn't just because he's such a such a weeb and it's such a weeb game. Um, but I could... But, like, somebody like um, the Super Residents, who do do short-form videos, in fact, they have... Um, they plan to do a full Let's Play of Persona 5, but when this came down the, the pipe, they've just turned it into a three-part kind of quick-look series. Um, I think... Um, those guys are the guys that hit hardest with it because 
um you know it, it's not as transformative right and um again i i don't think i don't think you can say that like one to one the views lost equals equals sales lost um but i do think that um uh or rather uh, like they're the guys that can't like do as much of what they do which is their their value is kind of is is the is the funny commentary on top of it um there there are also less players that are much less that that are much more just kind of like demonstrative like we are running through the game this is what it is um i have gone to those on occasion when i want to see like say an alternate ending or something um uh and i think i think those in particular are are kind of like the strongest case from our publisher that like these things are are immoral because they take money away from us because you're literally only watching it to consume the content and and nothing else um but I also think that this, this this also kind of misses a lot of aspects like, um, say like old games, right? Like uh, very recently, right. Super Best Friends did a let's play of Tony Hawk Underground, uh, which um I have not played in years. I played it a long time ago when I was but a wee lad, um, as I'm sure many of our listeners uh, did. Did you ever did you ever play any of the Tony Hawk games, buddy? I loved the original. Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and then the other ones were never quite as good. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, I, I I I disagree with you. I think Tony Hawk Underground was an excellent game that added um, that uh, was kind of the the the, cum- the 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 prime accumulation. Maybe Tony Hawk Underground Two of all the things before it started to go downhill. Um, Every so my problem with the Tony Hawk games uh, progressively. There's a great video, by the way, from. Uh, uh, a guy I've mentioned before, Aaron Signal, he does a whole video on the whole Tony Hawk series, kind of end to end. But he eventually, he, he essentially kind of outlines the thesis of the first Tony Hawk Pro Skater game as being a kind of arcade game. Um, and that everything after that is kind of uh, like the arcadeness of it is the arcadiness of it is kind of like stripped out and out and out and out and out. Uh, and I absolutely agree with that with that reading. And I think Tony Hawk is at its best when it it fully embraces the kind of right like you you know you have two minutes to clear clear a level get a certain number of points, get the, you know, get the skate letters, right? Get the, get the tapes, uh, you know, like all you that obviously, kind of stuff. I love that stuff. I thought that stuff was fantastic. You obviously have not experienced the, the dramatic story that is Tony, of, of Tony Hawk Underground 1, which has probably the best story in the entire series, including epic betrayals and uh, <laughs> revenge plots. Is it the one, okay, is it the one, this is a real question, by the way, because I know that this is in a Tony Hawk Pro Skater game somewhere, where you skitch on a pooping elephant? No. It is okay. not. It is not. that's a thing that happens, and it's hilarious, but also, like, idiotic, and, yeah. No, this is what. Yeah, the, the big thing, so the big thing, by the way, that happened was your ability to chain they they didn't have manuals in Tony Hawk Pro right. Skater, so and and all of the and all of the um and so all of the levels were kind of you start uphill and you go downhill and it's about connecting these these levels like these essentially lines right in three D space and joining up because the more things you you queue together as one quote unquote trick the more points you get 
Um, and so that experience was really great and really cool. In Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, they added manuals. So now you can just chain together everything forever as long as you're hitting your manuals. Because you can hit a, you can, you know, come off a ramp, go to a manual, hit another ramp, go to a manual. And there's no... Um, there's and, and, and starting with Tony Hawk Underground, you can jump off your skateboard and walk and you have a short timer to, to chain into into something else on foot but yes yeah it, see that oh, kills me right um but yes yeah, so that, that's my that's uh that's my opinions um, i guess around the tony hawk series <laughs> uh, and 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 like and like us that series is is getting older all the time it's getting older <laughs> all the time getting older <laughs> in my mind but like we were saying before um like i haven't played i haven't thought about those games in in a long time and watching the super best friends replay it really was was it was a joy now did it cause me to go out and buy a, another copy of that um no maybe when i go home next i'll i'll make my brother bust it out and we'll play some multiplayer because that's my experience with the game is playing with my playing against my brother um i'm playing as iron man because that game tony hawks underground had iron man in it which um is one of the reasons why i consider consider it to be the best uh the the best the uh, best tony hawk game um uh, but, um, you know, I, I think like, uh, is that work super transformative? No. Um, but was, is it really taking anything away from the publishers? Um, I don't think so either. Um, I think that I, I, I feel like, I feel like, you know, when we get into like what's morally okay, I think, I think that that's a much more, uh, a much less kind of controversial subject when right. you're going kind of in, in into the, the the depths of of what has happened. Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, I uh, uh, I wonder a bit if the kind of whole industry that's boomed up around let's plays and let's players because which is something i'm not i'm not very familiar not very into right quill 18 i pay attention to but basically no other like true let's players um are people that i'm that i'm kind of with it i guess i might say that i guess i might say that sky does a little bit of stuff like that but really not even and i no. don't even really watch his stuff anymore um just because I know he does streams and stuff sometimes of oh yeah oh uh, yeah I don't know about like streams league, uh, but uh, but the thing is so so here's my thing, what I wonder is has there been in these these kind this kind of industry has exploded right, right? PewDiePie you know all, like all of the, these kinds of fans, um, is that powerful enough to sway a corporate a corporation away from kind of drawing a line in the sand with yeah. folks like these right like is this the reason that the persona guys were kind of apologetic uh, yeah apologetic and soft it's because they fear right like what happens if i as a streamer say not even am i you know i'm not going to stream this game but you also should not buy it because of how they are treating me right i wonder i just i wonder how the, the, the memes how have definitely been spicy be. like there's apparently in the game there's a guy that asks you if you stream, okay. and the joke that I saw on Twitter was, if you say yes, it uninstalls the game from your console. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, like, like there, there have been a bunch of, uh, of memes around this. Um, 
Um, I think this also raises an interesting kind of like moral question, right? Like the fact that we've got like people who make their living off of this, is it is it right for publishers to kind of like, you know, theoretically, if every publisher today came out and said, let's plays are, are not okay. Um, and we're, we're ripping the rug out from under all of you and we're striking all your channels like they, they'd be perfectly within their legal rights to do so. And all these channels would go underground in an instant. Um, do they now have, because they've essentially let this grow, do they have a moral obligation to kind of let this, let, let this, let this fly, right? Like, yo, technically it's, it's, it's illegal, but, um, but the, practically you cause huge amounts of damage. Um, if, if everybody tries to, 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 to screw this up, um, at once. And, and, the, and again, like, I think there's also the argument there because they're not, they are getting some benefit from it. Um, you know, it's, it's not like it's, it's not a total, totally leech, um, uh, leech based, you know, it, it's not a totally parasitic relationship rather. Um, do, do these companies have, have, have kind of an ethical obligation to, um, at least allow it in some form because they, they've, they've allowed this, this industry to pop up. What do you think about that? See, I don't know. I don't know where I come down on the on you know on it from a moral uh, kind of scale, because it's also like you know, is it right that these that these let's players have are making money off of somebody else's product, right? Like not not even just to say that like you know like off of their hard work. I don't know. I really don't know how I how I feel about. Uh, I, I think that there's kind of an argument on both on both sides sure. of the table and you know and i also think that for instance right like it is less of a and this is also kind of because it's software right and software is kind of like ethereal it's not a physical product it's not like somebody built it's not like i don't know it's it, it is it is weird how all of this kind of comes into uh a more like a moral stance right like yeah maybe let because part of me wants to say something along the lines of like Let's players uh, are like you know there, there's a there's something in there where it says um, there's something in Brian uh, Ryan Morrison's Twitter where he says something along the lines of like we all live at the whim of pu of publishers right like being cool essentially at to what degree are publishers it's the it's their it's their product sure you know what i mean like aren't they aren't they allowed isn't it moral for them to do it like this is what the law is based around and i definitely agree with aspects of copyright law you're right like i think copyright law goes for like extends for too long um and it should hit the uh uh you know public domain much sooner than it does for instance but that's that's not really something that we're talking about people who are streaming something the day after sure. the day of it comes out right like uh, and I definitely understand. Uh, I definitely would get it if a publisher were to come out and say, uh, so, so, you know, like that's not okay. I mean, by the way, let's all be clear. I guess I work for a fucking publisher, so that, that me is being fair. empathetic to them is uh, is maybe more expected than that. Um, um so so know. here's here here here's here's uh maybe a little bit more nuanced version of that question, right? Like, I think you're. I think you, there's a very strong argument made that like if you don't either like like. The, the early launch phases are like before launch, the publisher says essentially like, you know, these are the limits on what you can do. Or like, I, I think that that's, that is it like, you know, like what Atlas did, right. Is right. very strong. Is very, I think there's a much stronger argument that that's fair, but is it right for say, let, let's say, let's say, um, 
what, what's what's the uh, what's the people who published uh, or who made Tony Hawk? The people with the eyeball on the stick logo. Um, Neversoft. Never yeah, Neversoft. Let's say um, Neversoft is doing poorly and they're and and I don't think they hold the copyright to it. it's probably their publisher but let's for the sake of argument say Neversoft is like we're doing um shitty and we're going to go copyright claim um that that video series um of a game that's like you know 20 years old um um or even less extreme right like you know the game's been out for 6 months and somebody does a let's play um is that less like I, I feel like that's a little bit less fair because like you've already waited like you've already kind of let it happen and you're retroactively trying to take it away um for whatever motivation right maybe you just decide you don't want it up like you don't want let's plays up there anymore like you you know somehow you didn't realize what let's plays were for six months and you, and you decided oh well this is this is garbage i, I think that's a, a much weaker argument for for right. pulling it away for, from a moral standpoint mm-hmm. um that like once once you kind of like uh, this is kind of like I guess a, a, a more specific version of, of my you know this industry already exists argument is like you've already let it be, be built and you've already like these you know yes making a let's play is not as much work as making a video game um, but it is a lot of work um, and they're also not making as much money as a video game does uh, hopefully right like hopefully um, uh, that uh, you know the, the let's play of, of Tony Hawk did not make more more money than the entire run of Tony Hawk. Otherwise that series it was in graver. It was in grave trouble at, at, at some point. Um, but I, I think it's, it's a, it's a much weaker argument from the publisher standpoint that, that it's all right to kind of pull the rug out from somebody who's, um, uh, already put the, like already produced and put the effort and put it out. Right. Like this is kind of where I, I feel like Nintendo is, is, is kind of very scummy. Cause like, you know, they, they they let the products exist, but they they they, they take all the they you know they say all that work you did we're gonna like you know we're gonna profit off of that and I guess the the the, the uploader is free to pull it down if they don't want Nintendo to to benefit from it but I, I do think that that's kind of like a, a a shitty thing for a publisher to do. See, you know, okay, so yeah, I do think to a certain extent that is a shitty thing for a publisher to do. And there are definitely people who I would fight, you know, like I would fight for. I would fight for Eternal Mortal. Um, but I also think that th- if, if part of me just kind of wants to say, like, get good, I guess. Um, where it's like, if you need to buoy your content on just massive streams of uninterrupted gameplay footage, right... Maybe the answer isn't to try and you know. Wait, wait. So, you know, so, so you're making a moral distinction between like, like Trinomortal. In a weird is just way, I'm kind of calling that lazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get what I'm doing, and I am kind of doing that, by the way, right? Like, I think Trinomortal puts more effort into his video than a lot of Let's Play players I've seen. I'll just I, straight the fuck I, up. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think. I think he puts more effort per minute of video. I don't think he puts that, more that effort. That is, in. By, yeah, yeah, sure. That is what I mean. I mean, this is, we've talked about this before. This is what frustrates me about Let's Players, right? The content per minute is so so low because they don't have to like squeeze anything, you know, like out of it, right? They don't bunch their ideas up into you know any kind of a, a of a of a structure or organized fashion right and so there's all of this dead time in let's plays even let's players who i think of as being good like quill 18 right like a guy who is 
you know, he's he's basically only playing strategy games, and because he's only playing these strategy games, there's a lot of opportunities for him to just be cerebral about stuff and talk about his thought process and you know why he's making the decisions that he's making. I still think that a of so if he hired like a video editor to come in and kind of get the choice aspects of each of those individual videos, he could probably have better content. And I get that that's you're... not what Let's Players are. I get that's not what Let's Players do. I understand that the format isn't that way and everything. But well, part of me just wants to say the format is bad, Mango. Okay? And and, and it's bad there, there and that makes morally like it, it bad. <laughs> like there, there are people who like it. There, there, there's a market demand for it. Like I, I don't... Yeah, I mean, you know, people like garbage. That happens. <laughs> yeah, like like how much you like Batman versus Superman. Ha! I did it this time. <laughs> I can fight for Batman versus Superman. I don't have a hard time explaining the quality of something like that, right? Like, but I mean, somebody wants to sit down and explain explain to me some of the quality about you know, let's play, man. Like, let's buckle the fuck up, all right? Let's do it because I just don't get it. Okay, in a lot of ways, I just don't fucking get it. And I think it works in a lot of. I mean, you do you watch do you do you watch riff tracks at all? Do you enjoy those those types of things? Mystery Science Theater uh, three thousand. Yeah. So here's the thing, though. But Mystery Science Theater three thousand is founded specifically on the like the premise that this stuff is kind of copyright detritus, right? They're not doing it for so stuff it's, that. So is, it's that okay is, to do it to bad games. But not to good it, games. Yeah, yeah. Actually, in a way, it is right. Yeah, bad old games that you can acquire a license for like that. Sure, that's what Mystery well, Science 3 3000 was, right? Like in in you know in the nineties, as as a you know as a TV network, I can go buy up licenses to really old movies right, for the, dirt fucking cheap. But that, that, that doesn't enter the morality of the equation, right? Like we we've already said that like legally, Trinity Mortal is just as vulnerable as 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 any other as any like long form let's player. Right, like they that he uses long clips and he uses he uses it, you know, um, regardless of how transformative you think it is, it's it's a straight play of the clip, um, and it's probably not gonna pass any test. Again, I'm not I'm not a lawyer, um, but he's probably just as legally vulnerable as anybody else. And so so we, we've got to talk about this uh, on the moral on the moral standing, right? Like mystery science theater is is somehow more morally okay because it's yeah. it's, it's about shit. No, well, no, it's not. It's not that it's about shit. It's that it's about old shit that they have a proper license for, right? If you want to tell me that the Super Best Friends bought a license for four hundred dollars for their Persona Five playthrough, sure, they are explicitly entering into a transaction with the developer that says, "Hey, you can do this thing." But without that transaction, which they don't have, and no Let's Player really has, right? They are technically infringing upon that person's yes, copyright. Yes, no and no yeah, I is, think publishers is, is are being about... corporate bullies in a lot of ways. Definitely, I'm going to agree with you when it comes to you know shitting on EA for being you know for being jerks in that kind of uh, in that kind of situation sometimes. But it's still their product, right? Yeah, they no, have no one's created... arguing that it's not their product. It's, it's a matter of whether or not like it's it's morally right or not. 
right? And, and you're making all these distinctions yeah. based on quality, which I think is absurd. No, I'm not making distinctions based you, on quality. You, you, I'm making distinctions around two things. Here, here's two things. Right? First one, time, right? These movies are incredibly old. There is not a single sale of whatever it is that's getting sure. poached because the whole the whole point is that they're is that they're awful and nobody watches these movies. Second of all, Misery Science Theater does this with the proper license to do it, right? They enter the the reason they were able to do this is because the network oh, okay. bought the licenses so, to these movies for them. So I was using Mystery Science Theater as an illustrative example as to why people enjoy that style of commentary, right? This was a this was a question against quality. Like you you were said I'm willing to go to bat for Trina Mortal over over say like a long form let's player, but they are but that is an argument to quality that you think that Trina Mortal's quality of content is better. And I right. would simply make an argument to the, this is why people enjoy Let's Plays. It's the same type of reason why people enjoy, say, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Not not, not a question of, like, the legality or, or the, like, morality in that sense, right? Like, Tr Trina Mortal is just as bad as any other Let's Player. I really don't think that that's true. I mean, it is. First it's absolutely all, Trina Mortal, true. I, honestly, I think most of it is that he's scripted, right? First, he's scripted. He knows what he wants to go for. He has a point to, to that these videos. That doesn't make it any less infringing. It's not, it's, first of all, it does, I think, because he's pulling a lot. He, he, he very he's, rarely, except for his, his Chillamore videos. He plays right? straight anime songs in his videos. That is literally, like, I'm surprised he hasn't been hit by, by fucking anime companies rather than video game companies. Because they're notorious, they, as being Japanese entities, are notorious for, for strikes like that. Like, he, he uses, he uses like seven different types of copyrighted content in every video. Um, I will say, okay, so I will say the way he uses music. That actually violates copyright now that I think about it. But I mean, also, it all does, I, I don't right? Know, like, I don't know about the clips. But the clips, though, I don't think he does because he's cutting them up like that, right? In the same way that I don't think it's, you know, infringing for, right, I don't know, uh, Movie Bob to cut up movies when he's doing a big review even for a huge long form review right like the guy did an hour and a half review of the two spider the first two spider-man movies there's like three hours of the first two spider-man movies right but because he cut them all up he moved it all around he was talking over it he was showing other footage right they it was that that is transformative and i think train immortal does the exact same thing he, what i'm he, talking he, he about is somebody who starts recording on his camera playing the walking dead and stops recording on his camera 30 minute later 30 minutes later and he uploads a 30 a 30 two minute video because he puts on you know like an end screen and uh and has and has an opener right that these are the kinds of let's players that i'm targeting i do not think trend immortal falls in that in that I, category uh, uh, like he 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 absolutely does right like it's 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 the exact he's not reviewing the content he's not providing any sort of consumer information transformative he's, isn't isn't review necessarily right you can use that content in order to be just funny and that's transformative but i think no, that, it, that it, is uh, for, first of all again we're not lawyers um i'm pretty sure you're wrong i'll, I'll link to the I'll, I'll i'll link to the 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 what's it called the robot congress episode whenever it comes out but um it, again we, we shouldn't be talking about legalities because i like like if you want to say that that content is 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 is, is morally okay because it's higher quality that's an argument but to say that it doesn't like fall into the same type of of traps as other ones do by just kind of presenting content like pre presenting a game's content or an anime's content on the screen uh 
it's it's still it's still just that right like he's Oof. he's still... man i really don't know because i don't know i mean first of all fair use does have protections for comedy in theory right like parody for instance yeah that's that's fair use um but right like i don't but like if you don't if you if you don't want to talk about the legality that's fine but to me the, him yeah him being higher quality makes it morally makes it morally better i don't know that, that is that is a big you know and so, you so, know, so, honestly so, so to be honest, that, that also so, so that also did the to, exact same thing but it was bad right like he just made bad jokes the whole time right like it was it was it was it was it was just a bad version of Trinamore. Would that be okay? With uh morally? Sure. Yeah. Like he just makes bad jokes. He kind of sits there and like he, he kind of drones or I don't know. See, I have a really hard time answering that question because I think if Trinamortal didn't put as much work into it, I I would say Yes. So it's it's all about the amount of work that he puts into it that makes it that makes it morally okay. Uh yeah, it is a big amount. the the work The work that goes into being a let's player, as far as I understand it, is not quality. It is quantity, right? It is putting the work you do as a let's player, and I respect the work work ethic of many let's players for this fact. Right? Is you do a lot of it and you upload everything right and so there are hours and hours and hours of content on your channel for this stuff right for instance by the way quill 18 hits this right on the nose though i will say quill 18 by the way uh has very good relationships with and i'm sure you could make an argument for that he is doing these that he his let's play ness is something that is sanctioned by the various companies that he lets plays for right he's been invited to to paradox uh, yeah yeah he's been yeah i mean yeah the paradox guys love him they invite him all the time but also whatever the sid meyer one is uh Firaxis? Firaxis, yeah, like he's been to, you know, he's been to Firaxis, you know, you know what I mean? Like they give him, they give him that kind of content. And I think as long as they have his blessing or like, I'm sorry, as long as he has their blessing, there isn't anything kind of like morally outrageous about anything along those lines. But if he was the exact same YouTuber, a YouTuber I like, a YouTuber I think is very high quality and he didn't have that kind of permission, I would say he is more morally cap more morally culpable for essentially copyright infringement. Okay, I I I I I think that's I th I think that's fair. Um, so to me, see, yeah, I really, see, I guess, I really, I guess what I'm getting at is to me the the amount of work that Trinimortal does and the way that he changes what he what, what he gets is fair use, right? That's that's transformative. That makes it essentially fair use. No, don't, right? don't use that word because you like that's that's a legal term that you 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 don't you're not you, for, I don't, first of all I don't it, think I, you're so using I, it right. I'm not trying to use it. So here's the thing, right? Like, it I'm makes not it, the amount it. of work he puts into it makes it transformative, which makes it morally okay in your book, right? Yes, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm co-opting that concept, the the in the same way that the legal stuff kind of theoretically reflects the morality of it. I'm trying to I'm trying to you get you get it anyway. Um, so yes, I think the amount of work that he puts into it really transforms it. And I think that, you know, he can kind of claim a new sense of ownership, right? It's a little bit like remixing. It's a little bit like, you know, DJ Shadow creates an entire album out of purely samples, right? Nothing but samples of other people's works, but it is absolutely transformative. It is absolutely new music. And that is new music that he owns. And it's not protected in any way, shape. This is like, this is like the long problem with mashup artists. 
right? Girl Talk, Girl Talk's albums, none of them are are, are like are, are legal, right? Like they like this really? is this this is a huge I don't know, problem. I don't know what it comes into when it comes to DJ Shadow. I know that he's famous. I mean, his first big uh, he probably went big... and licensed all those samples. Like that's what you have to do. Um, I wonder if he did. That would be insane if he did. Yeah, I mean, and you know. Like, you go and license... Like, this is what we were talking about before, right? You go, you buy a license, you make your own thing, and because you've purchased that license, that authorizes you to, to go and then sell that, right? Like, this is a, this is a thing. Um, but, yeah, like... Mm-hmm. I, it, that's it's kind of... I don't know. I, 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 well, whatever the case may be, right? Um, uh, I think that that is, that is, at the very least, moral, right? If... You know, if they were to, you know, I would disagree with the with kind of like the law in that instance. I would say that it's true too draconian or whatever. Because I am trying to, I am really trying to like narrow in on this. Yeah. No. no I, uh, I, so uh, like the morality of it all. Okay. Um, I, I really I'm just attacking less players at this point. I just think less players are lazy. They need to they need to work harder in order for me I, to respect them. So <laughs> I, I think I think that there are certainly less players that kind of cruise by on just showing content. But I do think a good Let's Player doesn't survive if they're not entertaining. I think it's, like, even though they are less entertaining per second, I think it is much harder to be, like, a baseline of entertaining over six hours than it is over 30 minutes. Um, I do kind of, uh, I wouldn't, oh man, I really don't agree with that, actually, thinking about it. Like, I, I think, I, I think, think it's I harder think... than, I think it's harder than people realize the kind of work that it's up, that somebody like Trin Immortal does, or like Magic Arbus Fly. Oh, no, like, like, these guys, like, you know, they, they it, it, and, and I really respect people, right, like, pulling away a little bit from that sort, sort of stuff, right, like, I respect people who are willing to kind of, um, uh, Put the time and effort into the production of their of their content in a. See, know. see, I, I the the reason I'm going to disagree with you is, is how do you feel about Trinimortal and Chill videos? Since I know this is a uh, this is a mutual. Point I think I think they're I I like Trinimortal a lot, and his personality is good enough that I I can watch those videos just fine. But I would not like Trinimortal to the to the extent that I do if his videos were dominated by those. Rather than see, I think uh, I think Trin Immortal and Chill videos aren't aren't very good. Like I don't I don't think I don't think he would he would survive as a as a uh, as a YouTube personality if he was a Let's Player in the style of Trin Immortal and Chill. Um, I just don't think he's entertaining enough. Um, and I th- okay, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I might agree with. And, that. And, well, I mean, nobody. I mean, yeah, I also and, and, just don't like many people, so that's not really saying all that much. But my point being that I I I think that. The level of like I think in order to be a good let's a successful let's player you need a higher level of entertainingness than Trinimortal and, and chill levels, and I think that um, it's a different talent kind of that baseline level of uh, of, of 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 entertaining conversationalist conversationalist con- conversationalness I don't know I can't think of the right word um, I think that's uh, more difficult uh, than. Than, than you're giving it credit for. And I think it's much more difficult to do that over a long period of time. Um, and I, I think it's a different talent than, than uh, cut up short um, kind of uh, funny videos like Trinimortal is, is very good at and does. But I, I do think that um, I do think that there's, there's, there's value in, in, in uh, long form let's plays. I, I, I understand your argument completely about um, Trinimortal's stuff being more transformative than thus 
it being more okay. Also, Trin Immortal typically does multiplayer content, and I also think that multiplayer content... Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that. I also think, by the way, that Trin Immortal is less kind of sniping. Let's player... Like, long-form Let's Players would not bother me as much if they were for video games from 50 years ago, right? Right, like... This is a little bit of the MS, MST3K thing. It's, there's a little bit scummy almost to the idea that the day something comes out, someone is streaming the whole game in a like in a 24-hour stream of something. You know what I mean? On Twitch. Um, see, I, I, I like that. That to me is that's a little bit like you know that's a little shitty. I see. I, I I understand that that kind of feeling, but I also think that like. You're not giving the like the, the full experience of the game includes playing it. That's why it's not a movie, um, and I I think that like well I understand that that's I understand why 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 you think that that's worse. Um, I don't. Know. I also think like I, I think it comes down to it. If if the publisher is okay with it, then it's fine. But I do think I do think it's kind of in my sense is kind of in this culture where it's kind of okay to do. It's kind of, that's kind of assumed the default. I think it is on the publisher to kind of warn people ahead of time instead of striking them randomly. I, th- I think I think that's kind of a shitty thing to do when the when expectations have already been set at a certain level. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I uh... yeah. I don't know. I really hope. I really hope it doesn't kind of uh, break down. Uh, we have. We have. Uh, we've we've we overflown. Have well, we have talked this a bit to death, so I do want to mention a bit um, because we have talked about something else. We have talked about is uh, the impact of let's players and like let's play content um, on tabletop games. Oh, right. Yes. Um, do you have? Uh, do you want to? I so I think um, I think more so than video games, the enjoyment of of a lot of RPGs is, is in the, um, is in the actual playing of it. Um, so I don't, I don't like, you know, we stream, um, you know, disclosure, we stream published adventure paths. Um, you know, usually they, they come with some sort of modification, but that, that's right. Like what we do, we don't make any money off of it cause no one watches us, but, um, it's, it's, it's something we do. Um, I think it's less, in, I, I think it's less impactful because I, I think that I don't think that watching a let's play of a um a, a, of an adventure path one prevents you from playing the adventure path in the future I, I think you know obviously there's some twists that get revealed but two I also don't like like you know in, in a weird kind of dichotomous way right like a DM watching a let's play just gives him kind of like a preview of what he's going to run. Um, I think it has, like, no impact on him. In fact, I think it's only positive for a DM because it might convince one to go run that adventure path. Here is my... Um, here's my kind of, like, pitch, okay? I think that Dungeons & Dragons, tabletop role-playing games in general, as a, as a, as a rule almost, that format demands... A transformative experience because it is an inc- it is by its nature an incomplete system. The game does not run without without a game master or I guess further systems to simulate one sort of a thing. And in and because that is the case, it is it requires 
and it like 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 it it, re it requires that other person, and as soon as you kind of latch that other person in there, they kind of own it almost. They're a fundamental a part extent. of the system. Yeah, they're a fundamental okay, part of the system. Uh, and and that and that's why and to me, so to me, none of this stuff will ever will ever crop up, right? Even if you run an adventure path, like I'm sure there 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 are GMs out there, right? Nick, for instance, who would run it as by the book as possible, right? There is, it is, it is just fundamentally transformed by the fact that, you know, he is Nick. We are our, we are the players. Yeah, I was gonna right? say, like I, I, I think the players are also a huge part of that transformative aspect. Yeah, um, I think players playing, same players playing different characters are, are a huge transformative aspect. I, I, I can get on board with that. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much else to say about that. Yep. Oh. That is just uh, so. That is what I was. Uh, so that that's my that's my whole thing. Yeah. with. I thought we'd have more to talk about with that, but I, I think you're completely right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we were able to, you know, put that to bed. Yeah. Uh <laughs> um. But yeah. Um. On to our weeks, I guess. We we played Hell's Rebel. We're done with Rise of the Rune Lords, so we'll never be. Holy playing. shit! Yeah, we are done with Rise of the Rune Lords. We had a whole whole post mortem for it. So well, I yeah, guess that was last week's to... episode. Yeah. We don't need to talk about it. Um, Fuck. Hell's Rebels. Um, I think we've got two weeks worth of that since we... Uh, you are right. Uh, That's true, we do. The, the last two weeks were the, the planning for and the um, uh, the assault on uh, Maple Seed Brook. Um, yeah, so the first week one was planning and a little bit of fighting, and week two was, was all fighting. It was... Uh, uh, yeah. It was, it's, you know what sucks? Okay. I actually really love this bit. This whole bit, when I talk about how much I love book three, and I've been talking about this on this podcast for a long time, right? Like how almost books books one and two were kind of slogs in their own way because I was so excited to get out of Kentargo and go into book three. This, this section has been in my brain since like minute one. And I've wanted it so bad. And I am so positive that I, not that I'm fucking it up, like, I don't mean to say that in, like, a self-deprecating way, but just, like, the time, you know, like, timing is worse, and it's what it is one of those things that is heartbreaking, because in my head, you know, in, in your head, these things are always perfect, but they degrade as they, like, reach reality, and that de degradation, because I love it so much, is, like, heartbreaking. <laughs> But I was very, I am very happy. I'm really glad that we're, that we're here. I like this, I like this whole encounter, uh, uh, kind of micro adventure, uh, a lot. So I'm glad that we're into it, finally. No, you mean, you mean the, the attack on Maple Seed Brook specifically? Yeah, yeah, the, the, okay. the attack itself. I've been, uh, I really like the idea of, uh, I've gone through a lot of different, honestly, um, uh, iterations of how I wanted to kind of play this out. Um, but, uh, once I kind of got into, I, I really had to pull off of myself, um, after the, I had much more intensive mechanics planned after the, uh, after the, 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 when we were first talking about mass combat, I was a little bit surprised. I was expecting mass combat to be a little bit more something that, that people would latch onto and get into. And I was surprised that the reaction was more muted than that. And I was like, holy shit, I need to roll out. I need to roll mechanics off of this because they're going to hate it. And so, I, and so I stripped all of these mechanics out. Uh, and I tried to make it as bare bones as possible, which is why I really like laid into the idea like, do 
what you want. I want to be open-ended sort of, uh, sort of thing. I like, I don't want to confine anybody. Um, I don't want to confine anybody with the mechanics at play. I couldn't help myself a little bit and I mechanized it. I mechanized it back after I rolled all of the mechanics out. But, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I thought the, um, actually I really enjoyed the, the, um, the kind of the lead up and the planning and, and, and kind of the, we talked about this the last time we talked, but like the, the, the kind of the, the convincing part was a little bit weird. Um, and I think miss, miss, uh, Oh shit. Yeah. Did we talk about that on the podcast? I think we did. I think we talked because okay, yeah. that, yeah, I could, that was completely invented. Yeah. That was all on the fly. Yeah. So. Uh, this is a little bit of what I mean by like it being imperfect, right? Because we we kind of botched my planned cadence for when these things would take place, um, and so we're kind of uh, and so we're kind of tackling the uh, and so we're kind of tackling the content in weirdly fits and or like we were actually now that we're into the battle, and I think last night's section session was actually pretty straightforward and strong when it came to this sort of a thing. Um, I thought, uh, uh, you know, we're 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 in an, we're in an okay clip and and a pace and people are into it and people are with it, uh, which is good. Yeah, um, I was a little afraid. I was a little afraid. I was a lot afraid that this was gonna like kind of fall on its face because it's also sort of ambitious, um, because essentially there's you know instead of instead of there being you know five to or you know six to 15 actors on the board at any given time there's like several dozen um and i was very afraid that the kind of movement and rolling and everything that kind of went into that would would really drag things down hmm. okay interesting um i've i've so I'm, I'm i've been i've been holding back but i i've got a couple of of criticisms because i i found myself at various points during the the fight last night uh, annoyed I'll, I'll be honest Oof. um okay um so um this this is this is this is i think gonna do some illustration of like the difference between your style of play and, and my style of play um but i so i don't know why this this is i guess because it's 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 kind of so so the, the thing that i think bothered me up front the most was the the twenty percent mischance on the shamans, like I, I kind of understand. Um, just in case you didn't watch the stream last night, viewers or listeners, oh, rather. Oh yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm in charge of these archers, and I'm like, oh well, the high priority target is the shaman, and I direct them all. And your response is, oh, there, there, there's a twenty percent mischance to hit 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 them, uh, because they're individuals, and that just like. I'm kind of curious as to why you decided to handle it that way, because, like, I think I would have been less bothered. It's like, oh, well, they're further away, so they get, like, a minus two. Like, I, I just, it bothered me specifically because, I guess, like, we have mechanics for dealing with these kinds of things, and you went and invented a different mechanic to handle you know, it. okay, I, maybe I'll, maybe I'll win you back a little bit here. As far as I'm concerned, though, those mechanics would not handle this problem well. If you actually look at that map and kind of think about the distances that are at play, even if we consider these guys as proficient, they would never be able to hit anyone because they'd be at huge range increment penalties. 
You know what I mean? So, so and I would, and so from from my perspective, I would rather them be able to hit more often and then have to deal with a mischance than for them to have minus sixes because they're three hundred feet away from where the battle is taking place. By the way, a little bit of that I do want to say. A little bit of that is because you guys have done better than I expected, and you've held them at your entrances. I kind of expected the battle to break through and be more at the town where those kinds of I, I kind of expected that we would only be fudging the distances at that at these oh, lengths okay. for a little bit, right? Um, so I kind of so this is a, so it's a little bit of that we've cut through like three or four phases of the battle where you guys have been able to hold the line essentially at the which is to you know to your credit, right? Well done, sort of thing. Um, but it also it also yeah like if we were to be using the rules as written, these guys are probably 300, 400 feet away, and they'd be getting minus eights when they need high rolls anyway in order to hit in the first place like i don't know so you know, so, like, so so here here's the here's they'd be getting it, covered from the trees and just oh god come on like so so, so I'm, here's here's what i'm gonna say that like so I, I think part of like in the planning phase you told us that the windmill could hit these entrances and the main tower could hit these entrances right mm-hmm. um and i think by setting that expectation um like I think, like, if, if you wanted, so, like, like, if, if, if you had said, you know, you know, I have my, even if you said this expo, you know, I have my archers fire upon, um, the shaman, and you were like, you fire, and you get a bunch of hits, but they get absorbed because they have, like, you see, like, a shield pop up around them, like, you know, the explanation is that they've had cast protection from arrows on themselves. Which... They actually did have protection from arrows. But protection from arrows only gives them D, uh, DR10, and I buffed all of your guys because uh, I needed them to do a little bit more uh, Oh, okay. I see. It's uh, why they were dying. That's also why they were dying slower. Okay, or, or uh, like, if they had, like, mirror image on themselves, right? Like. Oh, okay, fair enough. Like. So the the ex- because you said that they would be in range from the tower, right? Like if you had said like if they're firing on the entrance, they'll have penalties because they're that far out from the beginning. I think that's okay. We understand that that means that either we we build a different tower in a different location, right? Like we've got e cut, we've got uh, the window covering one and th- or two and three, and so that's that's close enough. Maybe that they cover both those. Maybe we build the the other tower further towards one so that it can hit it easier. Um, I think like like it's about setting expectations correctly. I think actually my second example of this in kind of like a microcosm um, is uh, uh, is um, Alaric casting fly on on one of the lumberjacks in the tower, um, and like you know this is this is also easy to contrast because um, like me missing my 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 infusion. Makes total, like, you know, that doesn't bother me at all. Um, sure. I don't think Alaric making the attack roll bothers me at all if you say to him, like, before he's, like, he's committed to this action, like, you say to him, and he, like, you know, in, in the moment where he has to make oh, this decision. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're like gonna, he wasted the spell slot? Well, not, not, that not even sucks. that he wasted the spell slot, but, like, you know, he's committed to casting the spell, and then you tell him he has to make the attack roll, right? If you had said, like, the boulder hits the tower, it's falling... By the way, because it's falling and it's so rough, you're not going to be able to freely cast a spell on somebody else or something like that, um, right? Like, I, I I feel like that's 
Hey. See, the thing is, is, though, I also feel like this is, works out better for the player than that because he could have hit the attack. He just, he whiffed the roll. Right, right. No, right. no, no, no. But, but, like... Welcome back, folks. A little more technical difficulties. Rain is... Rain is hard. Um... So, uh, my, my point is, uh, you know, he could have hit his attack roll. And if I had opened this by saying, right, you know, the tower destabilizing everything, you know, I, I actually, you know, I could have done this as a concentration check. Sure. Maybe something like that in hindsight, he's in the middle of falling, um, sort of thing. Uh, but I definitely wanted there to be a little more drama no, to that so, action than he, you know, than he saves the lumberjack. Guarantee. So I, I, I understand that entirely. My, my, my point is more that. If, you know, if he goes, if you go into the action knowing the risks, or if, like I said, if, if when it happened, you said you're going to have to make an attack roll to hit him rather than, um, rather than after he had already committed to the action, I think that makes it feel better, right? Even if it, even if, if, if the end result is, is it ends up, it feels worse to the player, um, or rather not feels worse to the player. It, it, it ends up with the worst consequence to the player. It feels less worse if it's. Kind of like if, if you, when you take an action, you expect it to go a certain way and it doesn't go that way because of some external factor. It feels bad, if that makes sense. I actually think I would have allowed him to re you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. I definitely get what you're saying. And, and like, uh, I'm, I'm not saying that you should have had him automatically hit. I'm saying that like, instead of telling it to him when you did after he committed to the action, I think you should have told it to him five seconds before that he would have, that if you choose this course of action, you will have to make an attack roll, allow him to reconsider from that point forward. See, I think he could have reconsidered, but he's, you know, he's kind of said, okay. And maybe, you know, and sure, right? Like maybe there's kind of an expectation that he's already committed to it or whatever. You, but, you, you said you, you know, have I five seconds, right? Like that, that's, I, I think, didn't, I didn't know necessarily that he was going That's to try fair. and use his charge of fly in this way, right? He said, okay, this is what I do. He explained the whole thing, and then I said, you need to roll an attack roll for that sort of thing. And I, you know, I, you know, maybe I would have been a hard, you know, maybe I would have been a hard ass. I kind of can't really hindsight this because I agree with this point overall that I think the proper thing to do if he were to have come back and said, wait, okay, wait, can I not do that then? And I would, I should have said sure. I don't know that I would have in the moment because, yeah, no, I, you know, I really enjoy, I really enjoyed the drama. I really enjoyed the drama of that moment. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that that's uh, like, I don't. Know. It, it just, it, 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 it feels bad, and that's all. I, I think, I think it's been good overall. Um, I also think that like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I am personally not a huge fan of like set piece actions happening it personally i think that's that's, that's more of a personal preference thing than it is kind of like uh, you mean like the boulder yeah like i i okay. i like um like i feel like you know you know sacred contract type of stuff right like i feel like if, if i'm in that scenario i think like you know i'm, I'm okay with the syndicate doing that but he's like rolling attack rolls to do it i don't know it it it, 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 it feels it like as much as that probably doesn't make a practical difference. It, it, if it, it just feels different to me and that's I'll admit more of a, uh, a, a preference thing than it is like a, a hardcore or like a criticism or anything. It's just the way I, it feels better to me. So, uh, uh, do you know anything? Do you know about Cyclops in Pathfinder? Uh, they have what, like boulder throwing. 
They have what's called Flash of Insight. Once per day is an immediate action. A Cyclops can peer into an occluded visual spectrum of possible futured, f futures, gaining insight that allows it to select the exact result of one die roll before the roll is made. This is what the guy was doing. Okay. So it was it was a specific ability that was being used so that he could throw the boulder and destroy the. Tower. Okay, so so in that case, I think I can I think I can because uh, this this also is consistent with when you said they had protection from arrows on them. I think you should describe these things more. Um, I think that see the thing is so okay sure I with the protective arrows maybe right first of all there was. A little bit of this is like, okay, are you guys looking for this uh, to whatever extent? Um, but you didn't make an effort in order to try and illuminate or scout out the war party at all. You don't have eyes on that Cygor. This is the price you pay for that. If you want to send, if you want to send Waywatchers out there, right? Try and get, you know, understand where the attacks are coming from, how the attacks are coming from. You guys did prepare for that with your alarms and everything, but you didn't send anybody into reconnaissance. Sure. And this is the price you pay. That's my perspective on this. So, sort so of thing. I, so I, I understand. Protection from arrows, right? You know, so, I so I get that one a little I, bit. I, I understand that. I'm not, I'm not saying that you should have changed what you did, but I think kind of like a, you know. You see, like, uh, a hulking form in the distance, you know, and, like, its its eye flashes, uh, make a, you know, maybe make a spellcraft check, you know. You, you don't, like, you, you see the, the, the boulder fly almost unnaturally towards the tower, right? Like, that kind of thing I don't think takes anything away. Like, I don't think that rewards us in any way, right? Like, we're not getting any benefit from it, but it justifies the action in a way that feels less bad right like I, I i again this might just be a preference thing but from where i'm standing that would have felt better to me than um just kind of like this this boulder comes out of the darkness and like crashes into the tower as if that was uh, yeah was i mean you know regardless. i i understand it, yeah but i i feel like this i don't know my my stance really comes down to like you chose you chose how to allocate your resources and one of your in your part of your resources the they were not spent on learning this kind of stuff up front you didn't do any work to to do i mean part of you know so part of it is like i'm you know trying to create the fantasy almost of this right like it is this is not something like helm's deep where there is kind of lighting by the moon or something like that the only lighting is all of the torches you know like the like the fire that that illuminates the town and because that fire is illuminating the town anything outside of it is pitch black right like that that is the like that is the these are the this is what the battle is um and it's been you know i don't know i tried to telegraph this as early as possible so i don't i don't even, i don't know I, I, that that one I don't feel as bad about protection from arrows. I probably could have done like I, I, like again. It's it, it's not like I don't know. I, I I feel I feel like it's I feel like it's a better story. Even you know you talk about storytelling elements, like you know by the lightning flash you see the the side like the the the, the, the cyclops rear back and 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 his and his eye flashes or whatever. I I think that I think this makes the story overall more compelling, but. It's 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 I'll I'll, I'll I'll let it I'll let it go. Um, what have, what have you been up to this week, buddy? In games, <laughs> I don't know, man. I've been playing fucking more Mass Effect. Uh, 
I've been playing some WoW, I guess. What do you think about the announcement from Bioware that they're going to fix the game? And how do you feel about being a beta tester? Oh, people always... You know, people are, are really angry about it. I, so, okay. Peop, okay. I, I don't feel like a beta tester. The game is so... so like... <laughs> the game is so solid. I'm glad they're fixing Addison's eyes. I am. Right. I'm sure that these bug, the bugs, these crashes and stuff that people are experiencing, I, you know, I, I guess that that's, but like, I just, I don't feel like a beta tester. Somebody said something along the lines of like, oh, this is just an early access game. You know, like if you look at what Steam says about there, and I'm like, this is not an early access game. These damage values, these numbers, the way the animations play, right? Like the, 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 the meat and potatoes of this game are well cooked all right uh it's just i don't know i just i don't know how i feel uh i don't know how i feel about it i don't know it's like am i playing a different game from these people it really is very weird it is very weird for me um because i've just had no issues at all except for uh except for addison's face being dumb really that's like the only that's like the only one and like even the animations and even like the animations that are quote-unquote bad they're really not even just not that bad i don't know man this is a little bit of like somebody somebody showed me that the that the that the way you get that kind of poop walk is by like futzing with the controller and going left right left right left right really fast and i was like that's not a fucking bug <laughs> you know what i mean i don't know very weird well, that's that's uh, fair enough, I guess. Any anything else you want to talk about with that regards to Mass Effect? Uh, anything else do I that I want to talk about? I don't know, man. Uh, I I have been having more and less fun with the game in weird ways. See, something like I do think the game has problems, right? But for like nobody wants to talk about like the problems that are real problems. Though, shout out to my boy Eric Kane. He did mention this. The way that the game is inconsistent about how it lets you save for stuff frustrates my balls off and the uh the optimization inside of reloading after um something i found out was that if you die right and you hit resume it takes you to your most recent save right loads loads it up and goes if you manually make a save state and then go into the same thing and instead of hitting resume which would go to the same manual save state and just go and then go you hit like x right it to reload to load a specific game file rather than a for some reason it loads in an instant when you look when you tell it to load when you tell it to resume it takes for fucking ever and i don't understand why it's just like a weird it's just like a weird optimization thing that I discovered halfway through. And that sort of thing is frustrating, right? Because, you know, like I'm sitting in loading screens for like, you know, however long and I didn't have to be. And I think that those are ways the game could have been better, though, you know, games have long load screens. That's that's a thing that happens. Uh, I wouldn't really call that a beta tester. You know, you know what I mean? That, that, nothing along those kinds of lines. I don't know. It is, uh, it is, uh, it is what it is. The interestingly enough, the multiplayer has become like a big hot hot topic. People are really angry at the multiplayer because uh, things are apparently super super imbalanced now that people are like getting into it. They've put like their time into it and everything. Uh, caster builds are garbage uh, compared to what they were in Mass Effect Three, and um, certain weapons are just like absolute 
It, it is a very poor decision to use a shotgun in most situations, I am finding. Um, they just don't they just don't justify themselves in terms of the various different stat lines. Um, so, I don't know. Well, uh, you'll have to, you'll, is, are, is the multiplayer still was like, has this put you off the multiplayer? Uh, not, I haven't been playing the multiplayer very much. Uh, mostly because I'm playing. Wow. Really, at the end of the day. Okay, um, fair enough. Like, my ability to kind of... And, and I want to play Mass Effect for the, you know... Uh, I'm trying to play Mass Effect for the uh, the single-player campaign first, but you, you get a couple of... Th you get some cool stuff, really, um, when you uh, engage in the multiplayer through the single-player menu, um, where you are... Uh, you, you get in-game loot and stuff, right? Like, you're, you, it's a little bit like the missions, I guess, in, in World of Warcraft. Like, you have these strike teams. You're leveling up your strike teams. You send them on missions. Some of the missions that you send them on, you can play yourself in multiplayer and earn the same rewards. And so, you... In, and in, instead of, right, like, instead of your team. And so, you save yourself the ability to... You save yourself, uh, you know, sending your... Um, sending your strike teams out, you can send them on another mission while you go into the multiplayer and play this and then come back to the single player and now you have the, the rewards from that mission. Uh, and so that kind of thing has been really cool and been really neat and has been working out. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know. What have you been uh, What have you been up to? What have you been playing? Um, well, the biggest thing is I've been playing Diablo 3 Season 10 came out. Um, I've hit Torment 10 with my Witch Doctor. I'm doing a pet build. Um, oh, boy. But I'm also just about at the point where I'm going to stop playing. A pupper's build? Oh, really? Why? Because uh, this is like, this is like to the point where it's like, you know, yesterday I did like a, a run of, I think it was like a, like a regular riff run. I got like six legendaries and none of them were upgrades. And it's like, well, when I'm just rolling for stats at this point, I stop. I, you know, like rolling for like ancients or whatever, I stopped caring, and like, like it, it becomes much harder to get that incremental. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, leg up, so it, it becomes less interesting to me. Um, uh, yeah, I mean that's definitely that's a real thing. I mean that it hits in WoW, right? Like, I'm not getting upgrades from even heroic uh, Nighthold at this point. In a lot of, uh, just because I've been, I've you know, I've been running it for weeks. Yeah, makes makes sense. Um. The only other games I've, I kind of touched on, um, Endgame in the past, um, I'm playing, that and Snake Pass are my, um, are my big, like, that Diablo, or it's Diablo, N++, and Snake Pass are my big kind of play while I, uh, while I listen to podcast games, um, and N++, I, I, you know, I really, I've put 43 hours into it, so maybe I should give it a little bit more, um, voice time than I have, but it's, it's, it's just really solid platformer. Um, I'm almost beating um, the main levels, and I'm most of the way through the uh, the classic levels. So it's a good game if you like hardcore platformers. Um, and snake Pass is really hard, but really kind of chill. Um, it's hard to get like Snake Pass is you play a snake, and you collect the collectibles around a level. Um, looks looks kind of like a like a rare game. Um, plays much differently though, and controlling a snake is kind of tricky because you drive him forward and you can make him grip things and you can move him around. And like grabbing onto like sticks is is kind of hard, and so it's mm -hmm. it's, it's difficult, but it's a lot of fun. So I, I'd recommend that game too. 
Um, yeah, it's uh, available on the Switch as well for any of you who, who own that piece of hardware. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's basically been my week. Diablo and Plus Plus Snake Pass. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what to. I don't know what to tell you. Is is that uh, it? Are, are we done with? Uh, I I guess yeah I guess we're done. All with right. Things. Well, if you want to let us know what you think of LPs, um, or uh, anything else we talked about this podcast, you can email us at some games at gmail dot com. You can uh, leave a comment on our SoundCloud. You can watch us on Twitch TV slash some games. You can um, uh, like us and subscribe to us on iTunes. Five star reviews, great for uh, iTunes. Um, and uh, there's a bunch of other links in the description for to find us on Twitter and on Facebook and all those things. Um, uh, there's anything you wanted to promote, buddy? There's nothing I wanted to promote. Uh-huh. Well, I guess in that case, uh, until next time, dear listeners. Until next time, loyal listeners. <laughs>